talking to myself guys hello can you hear me loud and clear now uh y'all are the mvp can you see that y'all are the mvp y'all are the ones that have been helping me let me just adjust the camera so that y'all see me well oh yeah hi everybody let me just message my guest and let her know that we are waiting for you madam we are waiting for you we are waiting for you um so, like I said, um, happy birthday to my dad. For those that did not hear me before, so let me start again. Uh, Instagram has been hearing me, but YouTube has not been hearing me. Thank you. Thanks, sis. So, like I was saying, I said my parents are like, I remember that I started in their basement and I would just have like my phone facing the, on the tripod and to just be there, there'll be nothing. There'll be like, so from the day one, they've always been my rock, my support. So I want to say a big shout out to them. And today is my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, daddy. And tomorrow is my husband's birthday. So uh, you see that <laughs> this thing balanced very well. You just have to buy. <laughs> 
how's everyone doing how's the weather on your side hope it's going well it's been very dry uh the weather has been dry cold um oh my god i can't i can't begin to tell you how cold it is here and today is going to be as low as minus 17 and when my friends in the u.s ask me they're like is this fahrenheit and i'm like no it's centigrade like <laughs> i'm celsius whichever one mm, okay so i don't know why this is blacking out let's just double check that everything is Okay, so y'all should be able to see me now, and I'm hoping that it doesn't black out anymore. Guys, you have to support this ministry. We need to get camera that won't be blacking out. Camera that won't be blacking out is over $5,000. <laughs> so we need to get camera that doesn't black out. Um, so last week, we were talking to Mr. Israel Ademola, and funny enough, he actually wanted us to do the part two immediately. Um, but yesterday, a lot was going on with me yesterday. Um, and the weather was good yesterday, so it was a good time to go shopping and do a lot of bulk shopping and stuff like that. So yesterday was an, an another meeting, and it was just a whole lot, to be very sincere with you. So um, Mr. Demola, that gave us insight into real estate investment in our batter, will be coming back. Guys, can you can you just give a round of applause to Mr. Demola? So Mr. Demola will be coming back on the 26th of November and 26 is a Friday. So make sure that um, just before we have the final guest for November on the 27th, make sure that you join in for my session, Mr. Demola. It will be a live session also. So don't miss out on that. Um, he's going to, to be here sharing with us um, tips and tricks and all that and all the nine yards, all about real estate investment. But majorly what he'll be doing, um, let me, Hello, ma'am. Hi, I I tried. Um, no, I can't see you. We're we've been live for a minute, and I sent you a link on your in your DM. Um. No, no, no. So I sent you a link in your DM. You should not take it to YouTube. You should send. You should take it to a link. No, not Instagram. I sent I sent the link to you. Yeah, so I can see you now on Instagram. Um, my my guest is is here, guys. So we are we trying to add her to the YouTube channel so that she can be live both on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram Live. Okay, so while my guest uh, does that, I will just add her here. Let me wave to her. So, okay, so. It looks like I'll have to send a request to join um, join the live. So like I was saying, guys, um, Mr. Demola will be joining us on the 26th. And our final guest will be Mr. Femi Aguda. Mr. Femi Aguda will be coming back. But Mr. Ademola will be coming to talk to us about first-time mistakes to avoid as first-time home buyers here in Alberta. So you should... You should um, get that going. You should get that going. Um, you should join that live on Friday the 26th. I'm going to put out the flyer, um, but I'm just adding my guests on 
Instagram and I'll be adding her also on YouTube. She's just going to follow the link I sent her. But yeah, that's what we're doing today. Today we're talking about everything Ontario. So if you're in Ontario or you want to do business in Ontario or you want to buy real estate in Ontario or you want whatever it is that concerns Ontario, uh, my guests will be giving you all the tits and bits and everything all, all about it. Um, so make sure that you join in. There's nothing to look for. And if you're in Ontario, what are the things? And if, if you're in Ontario or you have friends that are in Ontario that want to go into real estate, I think you should send them this link. Um, hello, Ma. How are you doing? I've seen your, your famous bud. <laughs> So I sent you a link. I sent you a link in your DM. If you can check that, that's the link to join the YouTube and Facebook live. So for those joining us for the first time, welcome. So today we'll be talking about everything, real estate, investment. Um, if you already even have property in Ontario and you uh, you have questions you want to ask uh, my guest today by now you should have read her bio so you should know that she's a guru at this and she's not just going to be telling you she's not going to be milking you with information she will tell you the truth you either take this information and run with it or leave it at the door and don't use it and if you don't use it that's on you because when you start cashing in the money I'm, I'm sure that you're going to be sending us some <laughs> you're going to be sending us some but um i'm just going to be waiting for our guests to join me in here um so that those on youtube and facebook can um also join her as she shares so much wisdom there's no time i join her live um that i don't gain one or two things and i and i believe that I should not. I should not do this alone, right? I should not. I should not get the wisdom alone. Awesome! Yay! Finally. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So I am going to make sure that we are on the same level. Awesome. Okay. Should I stop the one on Instagram from my? Also, oh, you can just mute it. So you can mute. Um. Uh. What do you call it? So what I did for mine is that I just reduced the volume to the lowest. I muted it. But if you mute yourself, they'll still be hearing me. So you just you just put your volume to the lowest. Okay. Yeah, that should be good. Awesome. Yay, 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 yay. Okay. Guys, are we excited to have Deborah Holmes? Yay, yay, yay. I, I mean, I'm excited. And our passion for real estate, I, like I've not met anybody. Oh, we already even have question here. Oh, okay. someone is sending you so much love. <laughs> we already so sending you like... love on Instagram. Thank you very much. Please make sure you share. Make sure you share, share, share. Make sure you share with your friends. Make sure you share with your family. Wherever they are, make sure you share. Make sure. Like, this is very important that you share this. Um, So today, what we're talking about is real estate. What my, my guest settles in, she's just trying to get the best angle, guys. And if you're on Instagram, please make sure that you go on Instagram and start sending in your question today we're talking about real estate investment in ontario in ontario we're not talking about anywhere else she will be doing comparison with probably other provinces but our focus today will be real estate investment in ontario so if you're like i said earlier if you're in ontario or if you have friends that want to do business in ontario want to um 
ha have investments in Ontario, this is when you should come on the live. This is when you should share the link with your friends and let them know that we are going live and we are live already on the show. Thank you very much, Ma, for coming on. How's your weekend going? You look Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> you look fantastic. Fantabulous. That's new. <laughs> that's new English. Um, that's amazing. So today we'll be talking about... Mm, okay. Okay. So today we'll be talking about um, real estate investments in Ontario. But before we start that conversation, I want people to get a little bit about you, get to know a little bit about you. Um, tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and why do you love real estate so much? <laughs> so my name is Deborah Ocho. Um, from Remax Real Estate Center. Um, I am just, you know, a regular person, just like you and me, uh, or you and I trying to, you know, come here. Uh, my parents immigrated about 20 years ago and they just came here for, you know, financial independence, wanting a better lifestyle for their parents, for their kids. And, you know, we got here and everybody was hustling for money and I dabbled into different things. You will be surprised to know that I have tried a lot of things, guys. People just think, oh, yeah, you know, that Deborah Ojo, you know. Yeah, I did a lot of things. But real estate, um, I came into real estate when I came into Brampton. And Brampton, uh, you know, there's different, it's multicultural, but... Um, I saw that I would go to the store, people would be buying things for cash, you know, bringing a thousand dollars while I am looking at, you know, what, what sales price, what sales price. And I just felt like, what are these people doing that I am not doing? I mean, I was at the height of my career. I was a teacher. I was earning hundred grand, but it doesn't seem to be enough. I was budgeting so hard and I just hated it. And I just started studying what my neighbors were doing, you know, started interviewing them. And I knew that they were into real estate. At the time, we already bought few careers. They weren't very um, proactive or weren't very aggressive into our investments. But when we saw what people were doing, that's when I said, hey, yo, I told my husband, uh, it looks like uh, I love this real estate. I was checking every property on the market, trying to find out what things were sold for. And I was just obsessed. And he said, if you're obsessed this much because you come back from work and all you want to talk about is real estate and the neighbor that sold and what they bought it for. And he said that if you were obsessed this much, you should just go into real estate. And that's how I started. So, yes, I'm in love with real estate. Uh, not just because it's something that you can use while making money, but it's just something that, you know, just it just makes me happy. It just makes me feel good showing people how to do this thing. So, yeah, I hope I answered the question. That's me in a nutshell. That's amazing. And big shout out to your husband. I think we should be paying him. We should be paying him in pound sterling now. <laughs> because you're, you're so great at your job. And, you know, everyone needs that person to support them. There's nothing that beats the support of your spouse or your children or your parents that will just nudge you forward and say, you know what, this thing is inside of you. Just go for it. Yeah. And thank God for him. And thank God that he nudged you forward. And now this is us benefiting from that nudge. And that's support so a big thank you to um, your husband for that so my first question to you um is how has the journey been so far and, and i really want you and i know you're a real person so she won't move <laughs> more uh, i want to ask what's what's that one thing that um how like let me start like this share your story how you got to this space 
like I know I know you said in a, in a rap that oh you were dabbling into a lot of things, but I, I want people to have an idea that it didn't just happen overnight when it comes to your journey in real estate. So give us a brief story about what you had done over the years. Now you've gotten to real estate and you found your passion and your love for what you're doing. And how has that helped you in um, building multi-generational wealth? Hmm. I don't know where to start from because I feel like if I'm sharing my story, it will fall a book. Honestly, I am so young, but to God's grace, I have been able to do a lot of things. So, um, I started, you know, um, into real estate. I've always been fascinated. So my love for real estate, let's, let's start from there. That's where it started. My love for real estate is when I was an undergrad. Um, you know, I came here, I was an undergrad at York University. And one of my sister's friend came to me and said, oh, I was selling my house for a loss because I'm foreclosing or something. And if you wanted to buy it, you're going to buy it for a good price. Well, while I was in school, I was always working. So while everybody, I was always doing overnight, you know, from school, I go to overnight and I was working. And so I always had cash. People were taking us up. I was taking it as little as possible because, you know, they will always give you in proportion to how much you're making. So as a single young girl, I was, you know, making good money. So I wanted to buy that house. But my dad was like, yeah, you know, you can't buy it because I don't want your fragile heart to be um you know to be broken to be shattered because uh your tenants will do such horrible things to you people can be trusted and all of that so i didn't buy the house i ended up didn't buy the house i went to my professors i wanted to learn more there was no education about real estate so i couldn't do it um but when i met my husband then we started doing this we, we we just wanted to buy a house our first house to be honest and we bought it and then we saw that it was good now when we started to real estate, it was just a mindset. Um, I have always had a mindset, and I believe all Nigerians, everybody has that mindset of, you know, if you want to do something, we can do it. No matter how stands in my way, I can do whatever I put my heart to. And I think when I see Nigerians and they are doing like, ah, you know, I, I've been looking for the markets and the market is so tough, uh, this and that, I'm so stressed, so emotionally stressed, so I'm like, ha. Huh? It's so emotional distressing to me. It's like, it's foreign to me because that wasn't like the Nigeria that I left. You know, we are at core. So, um, you know, I started this real estate. I remember going to interview for this job. In real estate, you don't need to, um, you don't need an employee, an employer to hire you because you're the one paying commission to them. It's from you, what you make that you're going to pay the office. So, you know, I didn't need the long interview, but my, my employer just said, you know, yeah, I will try you and stuff. You know, that small little girl in a petite body, you know, just, you know, and he hired me and he would just give me a wave and say, yeah, yeah, you're going to be doing great and stuff. And there was so much discrimination. There was so much difficulty. My husband was my bad because he always say, you know, don't worry. So every time I come home, I always share my story with him. Um, you know, my boss didn't necessarily believe in me because I was the only black girl in the all of the um, remarks at that time. We had over 300 agents. I was the only black person. They were all wearing their cultural clothes. I wasn't included. But I was focused. I was like, I'm doing this or nothing else. I am going to do this or nothing else. And I just kept at it. I just kept at it. I, we budgeted. We make sure that because I was doing it, I was doing it full time. I always tell everybody that wants to go into real estate that if you want to go into real estate, you gotta do it full time as a real estate agent. So we budgeted, my husband was able to 
care for the expenses plus we had the portfolio and that's how we just started and we just kept at it and you know thank god everything is okay now so yeah it wasn't a bed of roses um but it was all determination it was hard work it was having support system of you know your partner prayers and all of that that i believe make it work and people can sense when you're genuine when you're not i mean when you're just bullshitting people and you just people can really tell when you're really working for commission and when you're not so i think that has also in a way helped me uh, for people to want to work with me that's amazing that's amazing thank you very much ma for that and Again, double shout out to your husband. <laughs> double shout out to him for being that support. Is it, it helpmate? And and it's it's amazing that he actually did that. Um. So one thing, two things I picked up from what you said is even if you're the only one that is, even if you're the only different person in a place, make sure that your light shines. And I think yeah. that's one thing. Like one thing I noticed in life well since i got to canada i noticed that people want to see results they don't want you to explain how you would do it mm -hmm. they want to see results mm -hmm. and that's one thing that kept you going that you know what even if they discriminate against me even if they don't like me you know what i will always bring results and i think that results will make them know that this girl even though she's petite in stature she's a mighty mountain moving moving this entire office and they will always want to come and ask you how you're doing it you're exactly and nothing is handed to anybody, right? Until you prove yourself. I mean, even portfolio people want to do JV and they're like, Deborah, nobody's doing JV with me. Nobody want to partner with me. Until you prove yourself, nobody want to throw their money away. So if people put themselves in a situation and try to understand what the other person is looking for, it will be a lot easier. I mean, I don't expect my boss to, because he didn't understand my culture. He doesn't understand me. So I, don't, I didn't help, expect him to hand me anything. And it wasn't, you know, it, I guess he tried his best, but, you know, that's all he could do. But now it's for me to try to prove people wrong and to prove myself wrong. And I told myself, I'll give myself six months. If it doesn't work, I will go back to my full-time job. Because I had, <laughs> I just like took a leave of absence. You know, I didn't quit. So, you know, that's what I did. But, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, um, so my first question, <laughs> which I know a lot of people always want to find out, especially when it comes to Ontario, how's the real estate market right now? Is it going great or is it one kind, one kind? Like how we call it in Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> uh, real estate is great. It just depends on where you're looking, at which angle you're looking from, right? I mean... As a first-time buyer, everybody pays a price. I tell people now, I was telling one of my clients, I said, you're not even jumping onto real estate markets. You're not, if you, if you jump, you're not going to catch it. So you got to apply, right? It's moving so fast. It's so fast-paced now that, you know, you got to have to apply. So yes, real estate market is hot. Uh, it's always been hot. It's just COVID compounded that and tripled, multiplied it. Um, but you, the market is good. The good thing about it is it's it's attractive to a lot of people. So the, the demand is high and supply is low. And we know anytime when there's too much demand, um, there is maybe average of 10 offers to one house, you know, prices always goes up, right? And that's what is happening out in Ontario uh, right now that, you know, it's, it's, it's very competitive. Um, but a lot of people that have started and they took the risk, they were able, they have been able to make a lot of profits. So people are sitting on a lot of cash and they're happy about it. And that generally, 
truly, truthfully, uh, most people are not just buying houses because they want to live in it. They're buying it for investment, let's be honest, right? And so a lot of people are happy about that, which is a good thing. Now, um, my first-time buyers, are, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder for them because the cost to entry is high, uh, but that's what it is. I mean, it's what it is. We can all complain about it or we can, you know, try to do something about it, which is what I preach to my clients. So give us a, like a quick um, drive through um, the first time home buyer in Ontario. What, what does that look like for the first, for the first time home buyer in Ontario right now, for the person that is coming to Ontario for the first time or probably lives in Alberta and feels like, um, you know what, I want to like have a separate space for my investment, live here, but do investment there. What are the things to watch out for when starting afresh, um, whether it, whether it be the person using it as a rental property or it being their first home to buy uh, for their personal use. Okay. So if you're, there are two things that you're lumping together. There's a first-time buyer that is purely a first-time buyer. A first-time buyer is a person that hasn't bought a house before in Canada at all. You might have in other countries, but you don't have in Canada. So for those kind of people, they are able to buy a house with 5% down. Um, 5 to 10% down is what I say because it's a hybrid between... Once it's over $500,000, it's 10% of your purchase price. But, so it's an hybrid. Um, so you have to buy with 5, 5 to 10% down. And you also have the opportunity. You can only do this, guys, if you're a first-time buyer. As a second-time buyer, then it becomes tricky. You need to put 20% down. So for people that are coming into Ontario, they already own something in Alberta, and they want to come here and say, Deborah, hey, I want to have rental properties, you're going to need 20% down because you're not living in that kind of house. It's one of the things that government has put in place to try to slow down the market, but obviously it's not working as much as they'll like, but yes, uh, you need 20% down to buy a house. Now, if you're buying the house, you also have to think about different things. This is where Deborah Arms comes into play because um, you might, to be able to find your house, sometimes you write up to 10 properties to get one accepted offer. So if you're living outside of the country, you might need somebody that maybe you trust, like a family member or a professional that is updating you and showing you and giving you all the data to be able to make your decision. Um, going forward, you need to tenant the property, so you need to look for, uh, you know, uh, rentals so, or tenants. And then you also have to check on the properties every now and then. So you need a property manager. So I tell people, and I am like, no, guys. We don't want, we are, we are trying to build an investment. We are trying to build a business. You got to spend money to make money. So don't shy around on, uh, you know, like my toilets just plugged or backed up or something in one of my rental properties. I have a property manager there because four hours away from me. I'm not about to leave my show with you and just, you know, start with my hair running around with my hero. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. We are here to make the money. Let the lights shine. Let the money go out and work for me. So my property manager is taking care of it. So those are things that you're going to have to put in your mind and run your numbers when you're buying a house. Understand that this is a full flesh business. There's no emotions. It's all about numbers. If the numbers work, you go for it. If you feel like the numbers doesn't work, don't go for it. Analysis paralysis is a lot of things that kill a lot of people. So I'm saying check your numbers and make sure that you know you understand this and take your decisions from there. That's amazing. Thank you very much, ma'am. So um there's a question here, and the person said 
That 20% down payment requirement, must you sell the first home or you expected to keep both homes? And you don't have to sell the first home to have 20%. If you have it in your savings, you can use this from your savings. Uh, if you have this, if you just refinance the property, I post videos about refinancing on my page. You can refinance your first property and then use the proceeds to buy your second property. And that's the most, that's a beautiful thing about real estate. I mean, being able to refinance, especially in Ontario. Hey, in Ontario, I don't know about Alberta, but I can't talk about it. But in Ontario, you're able to sometimes refinance twice a year since COVID started, right? So that means that i call them babies i call my properties my initial investment is my first one then the, that first one is now starting to have babies so i can have four babies with my properties within two years maybe i have four properties with my initial investment right and that is the that is the power of leverage that is the power of real estate that's and that's true and that one thing people always forget is that once you start having more of those properties and you have more you're having more investment so some people will seek one year and say oh let's go and buy a car but car will diminish your real estate property will always increase in price yeah. so always make sure that you you kind of evaluate what works for you at that moment now my next question will be i always once i hear ontario i hear pre-construction <laughs> and it's like Ontario and pre-constructions are husband and wife. Can you give us like a little bit? Guys, if you want to get a, um, a like so much wisdom from her, check out her videos on her page. She always shares all these things. So she's not coming here to tell us summary because she will always tell you. So that's why she been here. Y'all should send your questions because she'll be answering all your questions today. Um. So what's we... Um, what's the advantages and disadvantage of pre-construction when it comes to real estate investment in Ontario? Okay, so because our market is jumping so fast, pre-construction has become more and more attractive. Um, because um, in most cases, you buy a house for today's price, and in two years, at delivery of that project, it's gone up in value. Why? Because our market is going 10 20% in value per year in some cases. Now, I don't say that's sustainable. Don't quote me there because COVID has compounded everything. You know, it's not it's not a normal market by any, any chance. Um, but in most cases, even in a normal market, your property would have gone up in value from what you paid for it. So that's why it's a, it's a lot attractive here. It's also a way to build your portfolio because now I have all those properties and I have all pre-construction. I always buy a few pre-construction properties in a year, especially for builders that are taking a little bit of money. So it's a way for me to force myself to save instead of accumulating my money to do other things that, you know, is not going to make me money. So I'm putting my money with a builder, depositing it it's every month. So it's like, it's a small or whatever you want to call it. And my money is increasing. It's a false savings. I can't see it. I can't take it out. So to me, it's an accountability part of my budgeting, right? And, and that's why a lot of people do it. Thank you, Matt. So we have another question here. Please, if you can use the um, question mic question mark box um on instagram so that we'll be able to um follow the thread um so this person says um being a student does your immigrant status affect your ability or eligibility to purchase a property yes it does uh especially in ontario when you're buying a property in ontario um you need to be a residence to buy a house 
if you're not a resident, they charge you an additional 15% in uh, closing costs. So for me, let's say my closing cost is always about 2 to 3%. But because uh, Mrs. A is not a resident, they will charge you an additional 15%. So you're running about you know 18% in closing costs. And let's face it, let's do the math. 15% of $500,000 is $75,000. Even to me, it's a lot of money. So I know to a lot of people, it's not a lot of money. But $75,000 is a lot of money for me. So um, if you're not a resident, that's the disadvantage you have. So you got to count that into your cost and still make sure that, you know, the numbers still make sense before you want to do such investments. Thank you very much. Ron. And someone's asking, are we on a hot seat with Auburn North Barry? Ha, you guys, you dragged this in. So um, we don't know what's going to, they haven't been responding to my questions. You guys knew that I sold a lot of that project. Um, we don't know what's happened. I, I seriously don't know. I know that few builders have been um, increasing the price because what happened is because of COVID, they couldn't secure their contracts and their, you know, their, their suppliers. So the cost went up. So they're trying to increase the prices of pre-construction. And honestly, I always tell people, even though I use pre-construction as a tool to wealth, I don't put all my baskets into pre-construction because once I close the property, this is my property now. If it belongs to the builder, it still belongs to the builder. They can technically do what they want. So we don't know what's gonna happen. I've seen a uh, few people, few of the builders successfully done that in Ontario, increased by 50,000. I know on the news is saying that they're going to increase by 100,000. Well, we don't know yet. There's no official word from them yet. So let's not put the cats before the horse. Let's wait for them to see. But I also just to be put the property has gone up by almost $200,000. I know. So if the builder is increasing it by 100,000, we could give me, take your 100,000, give me my 100,000, make I put for pockets, right? <laughs> wow wow so my next question is um target areas for um what would target areas you would say someone that isn't living so you said the advantages if you're a resident right so for someone who isn't a resident of ontario or or, or a person that is let's let's say for anybody that wants to come live or buy property in ontario what are the areas that you would say they're good when it comes to investment and um not not to say that people should go buy there but from your own um in your own experience and what would you say um people should look out for when making those investments in those areas so like the advantage and disadvantage of some of those areas okay so areas we have to think about areas before we have to think about our budgets before we think about areas an average price in GTA, the market that I live in, is a million dollars. If your budget is only six hundred thousand, well, you're out of you. You can't buy. You can't afford it. So you need to go to smaller markets. So I always tell people we have to start with the budgeting with how much you have before we can go to, you know, different other secondary markets. I call them. But the closer it is to the GTA, the better. So um, Brampton is doing good. Milton is doing fantastic. Uh, Mississauga is doing very well. But this these areas are over, you know, around a million dollars on average is what you're looking at if you're guessing. Even a condo townhouse in, in Brampton is selling for over 850 right now, right? So that's the price. If you're going to, if you want to do smaller markets and you have maybe a budget of 600000 to 750 you might be going to Brantford, 
you can go to you know closer to niagara but just understand the closer it is you are to the gta the better it is and then depending on the kind of products you want to focus on some people don't mind condo tunnels some people don't mind they some people want a duplex because they are an investor and they want their property to break even in price uh sorry they want it to break even or cash flow so they don't mind older properties a lot of my clients don't like older properties i don't mind older properties because there are different strategies for different uh products or different uh properties that i'll have in my portfolio so it kind of balances each other right so there's single family residents there's multiple persons that is doing this but you know so you you gotta think about it and start where you are is what i say so i always have a consultation for 15 minutes just to kind of understand people's budgets can just kind of understand their mindsets because not everybody can just go and you know carry 10 10 10 10 10 units property right they don't have the risk appetite to do that so let's view them slowly even though we are trying to help them let's not give them heart attack right let's do it slowly Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, before I ask my next question, I'll just take this question on Instagram, where it says, "Where else would you recommend to invest in Ontario for pre-construction?" Hi, uh, Matt. Um, so, whereas would I, I again, it's all about your budgets, right? Right now, you guys know that I was selling few uh, properties in Ottawa. Otherwise, going very, very. Um, is growing very very fast um it's a tech hub matt you know that because you're a tech person and you live in you know people that stay in kitchener they know that so that's almost like a similar market over there but it just depends because right now even though pre-construction is very lucrative some of the builders are asking for i've seen builders ask for five hundred thousand dollars down in deposits so it then becomes what can i afford um people are going to caledonia you know um London, Ontario, St. Thomas, all those areas are doing well. And um, Bomberville, Cortis, if you wanted to go to the east. So it just depends uh, on areas that you want. If you want to go north, you can go to Willia. There is another one that just came out now. We don't even know how much the builder is going to be asking for. But it all depends on your budget. So if you only have $50,000 to invest in pre-construction, then you're looking for a builder pretty much that would accept $50,000 as a form of deposit. It's as simple as that. Okay, um, so the next question, um, how would you rate Thunder Bay Ontario market value and growth scale this period? Would you recommend going that far if job location isn't an, a factor to consider as a drastic move? Okay, so I always say this phrase, it's my clients that talk to me, they said, Nanato Nato Nainbaj. While I will not go to Thunder Bay as my first choice, if that is the only thing i can afford then maybe i don't mind going to thunder bay right um thunder bay is not so which means that you're dealing with snow so there's more cost in terms of snow removal um the population goes what is really in thunder bay when you look at employment and all of that there's not a lot in thunder bay as to other secondary markets like ottawa where you know uh, it's the capital, there's IT jobs, there's people, there's immigration flowing there, and all of those. Those are things that you're looking at. Access to amenities, right? Those are things that you're looking at when you're going to those areas. 
and and you also have to understand that you know how will i be able to get to my house to look at it i i still try to see my house once in a year even though i haven't seen some of them this year but i try as much as possible to see it and you'll be you'll be surprised how far a house could be even though you are you it's your one million dollar investment it's a lot harder when it's in tandem to be honest but if, if that's the only place you can afford then i would i might afford over there but look at other similar markets for the same price range and see are there amenities are there job opportunities is there access to you know is there projection for population growth what is the government's going to be doing in that area over the next 10 years how long is my investment going to be for is it a short term you know three years to five years or is it a long term 10 years do i have that time and then you want to invest your money accordingly so these are questions that you kind of have to ask yourself before deciding where should i invest I hope that answered the person's question. Please, if you have any more questions, please use the question mark button on Instagram, or you can use the comment section on YouTube and on Facebook so that um, Deborah Holmes can um, um, answer your questions. So I remember, was it two months ago when um, I think and I did a video, I were talking about RESP as a form of investment. I remember you made a comment on, on that. Right. And uh, that's what, that was actually the, that was how I met you. <laughs> Be very sincere. So I wanted you to kind of expand on it. How can I, is, can I use as a form of investment or what, what can I, um, how can I make, maximize use it? Because I know that um, a friend, a friend of mine was talking somewhere and was saying that, oh, he, he buys properties um, in the name of his kids so that, um, it was actually in a particular way that I don't understand. So I think you explained that too, that if I have two, three, four, five kids and I want to start investing for them, should I go the route of just paying into, putting money into the RESP or I can use it as a form of investment when it comes to real estate? How, how should I do that? Okay. So that's a good question. Um, when you're investing in your RESP or RESP, RESP is for a purpose, is for your retirement. When you're putting money in your RESP is for your kids educational plan. Um, so in most cases, there is RESP that you can invest with a company. So you put the money in um, in a in a pot, and that money is being managed by other people, right? Um, you can also now then self-direct your RESP or RESP. So you can put the money in an investment that allows for RESP that you know you then can manage so instead of paying management fees and all of that first of all you're saving on that second of all you're putting in the portfolio that you uh, yourself understand now there is no it's not so some people invest their kids RESP for example in stocks for example in banks you can also invest your kids RESP with as you're doing a private lenders for some of you that has a property you understand what we call second mortgages private lenders and all of that. If you have enough money sitting in your RESP or RRSP, you can self-direct it and lend it out to somebody else um, and you can collect a fee for that. The only thing that the government wants is that whatever pot it's sitting in, so whatever accounts has to be, has to have the guideline of um, RESP and RRSP. So you can't take the money out, for example. If you're taking the money out of your RESP, you're gonna pay a lot of taxes for it. Are you going to be taxed according to your tax brackets? Or are your RESP the same thing? You're cashing out, you're paying some 
uh, penalties for it. So it's the same thing. So you can put your RESP. So my kids, um, RESP, I'm putting it in real estate. So it has to be arm's length uh, investment. And that's another thing how we can help ourselves, right? People say, yeah, I don't have money. I don't have money. But uh, Annie might have $25,000 or $100,000 of our own RESP that she doesn't have access to. But maybe I could have access to it. She can lend it to me. I am paying her the interest. But at the same time, she's getting the interest. I am being helped because now my portfolio is growing, right? Uh, you want to do due do diligence to make sure that the person you're giving this money to is, in fact, uh, you know, understand what they're doing and they're good at what they're doing and they have other, you know, securities to guarantee you in case something does go wrong. But yes, you can use your RESP as a private lending, uh, for private lending opportunities. You can invest it in, you know, apartment buildings. For some of them, I put into apartment buildings. So this building is locked up for five years. They pull the money, so like a syndicated mortgage, and they're using RESP to buy that. So yes, you can do that. So, and, and this is one thing I always look at. <laughs> a lot of people don't actually know these things because they don't ask questions, right? And and, I, and I'm grateful that I met you and all these things. Like every time that I watch your live, I go do some research and see what's, what's in there. And when I'm ready to start doing all that. But I, I wanted to ask the second side of the question, which was um, people that buy properties in the name of their kids. Is there an advantage to it? So when people say they buy properties in the name of their kids, I've never seen somebody buy properties in their kid's name because a kid cannot sign a legal document until they are 18. You're buying it in your mind and I'm putting them in trust. I can buy in trust for my child, but I'm not buying it directly in their child's name. So let's first of all clarify that. Um, now, the real advantage today is that if I'm buying in trust, really they own the property and at the time that they actually assume the property they are hopefully maybe at that time at, at least at the start of their career they are in a low um low brackets right low income brackets so they are able to take tax advantage whereas if i am at the maximum tax brackets you know i'm paying more taxes if i was to sell the property right and also i use it personally as a as a motivation tool right I have four properties. I want to have at least one property for each child. And that's how I kind of understand this is how many properties I need to retire comfortably. This is how much properties I need in my budget, in my portfolio. That's okay, the variety of five, not stock of the long trust. You know, just few people who in my network are obsessed. You know, they buy 120, 200 properties. That's their choice. But for me, it's more of let's get to this height. Once we get to this height, what else do we need? Do we need money for maybe my family members? I want to have a property for them. I want to have property for vacation. I love, my husband loves charity. We want to have a property for that, you know, different things. So that's how people kind of think of these are the things that I, I'm doing. But on, honestly, the more things you have, the more kids you have, the cheaper it is for you actually, right? Because you can then split your income within kids. They say every kid is at least $100,000 savings in your taxes. Uh, my accountants that have never told me that. So yeah, uh, those are the tax advantage. Thank, thank you very much. So there's another, there, I think there are two questions here. And one of them is, how would you recommend my rent property to look like? Brand new or older property? Thank you. Okay, so how would I recommend my rental property? If you're looking at numbers and you're looking at money, now money will find come. 
if that is what you are looking for, then that is what you should be looking at. It doesn't matter what the property looks like. If you can produce me the money, so I know the property is, you know, structurally solid, so it's not draining money from me. So there are other properties that there are other properties. There are new properties that all they have are just bone. It's just bones, and you have to gut everything out and fix again. So when you're looking at a property, you really trying to analyze everything does it need new roof do i need new furnace you know do i need to cost this property do i need just cosmetics this cosmetics can i defer it to another five years so that my tenants are paying my properties now the properties has gone maybe two hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars in value that's in fact if i'm fixing it i got it first of all because it's older i got this maybe hundred thousand dollars discount now um, it's gone up $500,000 in value. The ROI is still the same as if I had bought a new property, but now this puts me, my, this I was able to buy this and this puts me into the door, right? So my ROI is the same. It has, gonna, it has grown $500,000. So I'm able to still, you know, um, afford to then do the cosmetics renovation, right? So those are all things that you're looking at. So should it be new? Should it be brand new? It really depends on your risk appetite. I don't push people. My clients know I don't push them to do whatever they're not comfortable with. But I would educate you and say, listen, what are you here for? Are you a consumer or you're an investor? You have to stay, state what lane you are, understand who you are, and invest accordingly. So I hope that helped the person that asked that question. Um, know where you are. Know are you an investor or you just want to? Okay. Uh, okay. We don't have any. So the next question I'm getting here on my phone is um, two in one. How much do I have to pay an agent to help me buy a house? And what kind of credit score do I need to buy a home? So um, you don't need to pay an agent to buy a house, at least in Ontario, and I know in Alberta as well, you don't need to pay an agent. But whenever you're selling a house, you're always selling. You're, the seller is the one that is hiring the uh, listing agents and the buyer agent. So the listing agents will put the house on the market. Whoever brings the clients and eventually buys the house is going to get paid a commission, and that's how it works. So you're not paying as a buyer, um, as a person that is buying a house, you're getting a break. So you're not paying for an agent, so it's free to you. What's, what was the other question? So the person is asking for credit score. Okay. Your credit score to buy a house should be 680 points and above. That's what the bank is looking for. Uh, but I've seen people buy with less um, less points, maybe six. I've seen 620 points, uh, bought a house before. But yes, you just want to take care of your property. And I always tell people, um, if you had um, $500,000 in the bank, but you don't have any credibility, and someone that has credibility but that doesn't have any money, this person has been consistently paying all their bills. They've been tested with one, and they, they've always, always paid. To a person that I'm now giving one million dollar mortgage to, what how can I trust them even though they have such so much money? So that's how the bank looks at it. So definitely you want to take care of your uh, credits to so all the new immigrants. Some people say I don't say it's enough. I think I have to say it at every webinar that I go to. Guys, if you want to buy a property, that is your goal from entering into the country. Don't go and be doing expensive shopping. Don't go and be buying your Lexus and now you're owing, you're paying. 
a thousand dollars every month because that will reduce your affordability it will reduce what you can afford in terms of mortgages so maybe you want to buy your house first before you know trying to do that yeah some people go to school straight and lock themselves for four years and then they come to me and say i want to buy a house but you already have also and now that also is really you can buy so much properties right so uh, we want to be strategic in what we're doing and also, you know, do some planning and research and understand exactly what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, it's very important. Um, one question I asked my guest last week, which I'm also going to ask you, is the advantage of representation when it comes to the real estate market. And the reason why I asked is because a lot of people will tell you, like as Africans, they will tell you that the reason why they made this mistake or made this error is because they did not see someone like you um, in the market space. So when they went there, they just found someone that just said, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. But... Um, the question I asked my guest last week was, is there like a body or a like an African association of realtors in, let's say, Ontario, in Alberta or in Canada, where everybody comes together and creates awareness for the community? You mean for the black community or for the Nigerian community? Well, oh, I both, think that, well, okay, I think there, I saw a Facebook, um, something that was, uh, honestly, I'm not very involved in that. And I know that, a lot of us are, you know, a lot of people don't don't do that, but there is um, there's a lot of social media presence. I think that you know they're trying to do a lot of things and trying to create awareness. As a community, we tend to hold information. It's just our culture, right? And I am trying to break away from that. So I created Deborah Homes, um, where people can come together and just ask questions. You know, you want a JV, you have a deal, you want to analyze, you want to ask questions, ask referrals. You know, just go there and ask questions. If I am not answering, other people are there that are doing the same thing and they can also ask and answer your questions, right? So uh, there's that group. But I, I, I think I saw like a bigger group. This one I just created it last week or last two weeks. So I saw some kind of group that, you know, they're just realtors. Uh, it's not consumers. But the one I created is for consumers. It's not for realtors. So that they can ask uh, questions. But that one is for, you know, and but as a community, I guess we, we just have to do more in terms of awareness and sharing. I challenge everybody on this slide to share information, right? If you see one pre-construction deal that you think is going to benefit your friend, don't hide it and put it in your manual. Try to tell people about it, right? Um, because that's the only way we can go. That's the only way we can scale. Thank you very much. So we have two or three questions before we wrap up the show. I don't even know why the time is always flying. So this person says, I see a lot of pictures of listing, um, listing houses with furniture. Okay, let me see it again. I see a lot of pictures of listing houses with furniture. Please clarify if these houses are sold with these furniture. No, they're not. Okay, they're not. They're not. And uh, how do we get to be part of the group? Um, I will put it on my social uh, media. I will put it on my Instagram story. But it's just Deborah Ohms Inner Circle. Deborah Ohms Inner Circle. So whoever is on that page can help me to share it here. Um, it's called Deborah Ohms Inner Circle. And there, there's a red circle. It's a group. So it's a, it's a, it has a right circle symbol at the end of it. Deborah Ohms Inner Circle. That's it. Awesome. And also, guys, I'll be putting the link, all her links in the description once we're done so that you'll be able to just click the link in the description and uh, 
Oh, so she said, um, Deborah Holmes Inner Circle, Deborah Holmes Inner Circle, uh, for the person that didn't hear that. But like I said, go on the YouTube channel, uh, go on the YouTube channel at Anuadedere and you'll be able to see the links to everything um, in under this video. Um, and the final question, which is how low, uh, what low interest loan route would you recommend for real estate investment? Low entry routes. Let me read the question again. So the question is, what low interest, um, what low interest loan route would you recommend for real estate investment? Okay. So the person is asking for interest rates because I feel like that's what they're asking for. If they're asking for interest rates for an investment, again, as an investor, you have to wear your hat, your numbers hats. There's no emotions. If they're offering you, sometimes we do buy houses at 4%, where a, a consumer is getting it at maybe uh, 2% or 2.7%. It's what is working with your numbers, right? When you run your numbers, at the end of the day, you look at the overview and say, am I still making money? That's how an investor, that's how a business makes money. But as a consumer, right now, I think that they, uh, even for variable, you can get as low as 1.55. That was what I... A few of my clients got last week. Uh, if you're doing fixed, you can get up to, I think it's 2.7 um, on average right now, interest rates. Uh, if you are an investor, though, maybe you want to do a variable instead of doing a fix because, again, you want to be able to refinance. You don't want to be locked into your contracts. Um, yeah, those are the interest rates uh, prices as of now. They're saying it's going to go up, guys. So um, we're not sure uh, when it's going to go up. So, but definitely. The smell you can the Thank you very much. So two final questions before we go. I think I've said two final questions twice. <laughs> so one will be um to become a real estate agent or realtor in um Ontario, what should I what do I have to do? And uh what will be your final words for us? So that'll be the final, final question. The final, final question is how to become a real estate agent. Okay. So to become a real estate agent in Ontario, you have to go to Umba College. That's the only college that is hosting or training new agents right now. Uh, so you have to go there, you do the courses. I think it's about four or five, five or six courses that you have to do. And it's all, you know, as Ontario, the college rates. So I think they charge about $500 to $600 per course. Those courses are at your own pace. So you can study at your own pace. If it takes you two months to study and pass a course, that's when you can move to the next one. That's how it works. You can't do two at the same time. I think on average, few of my, you know, mentees have been able to do it within four to six months if you're serious and you're taking it seriously. Um, and that's pretty much, once you do finish the course, you then have to do your police reference check. You need to register under an umbrella like Remax. Royal page, all of those, whatever company you want to associate yourself with, and then you start trading. Um, that's how it works. So, what will be your final words uh, for those who want to go into real estate investment in Ontario for first time home buyers, for investors, and for us? What would your final words be? I would say that, you know what, every time I and my husband are buying a property, we are still scared, even till today. It's it's a scary thing 
are putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into something that you don't really know whether or not it's going to work. So if you're telling me you're scared, yes, I am scared too. If you're telling me that I don't see tomorrow, I, do, I can't see tomorrow too. All I can do is I educate myself and take calculated risk, right? I educate myself, look at the worst case scenario, look at the best case scenario, plan my mitigating factors. What am I going to do if my toilet was to clog in the, in the middle of the night? I'm going to hire a property manager. How much is it going to cost me to hire a property manager? I run those into my numbers before, you know, jumping the ship, right? So I take a quick risk. So yes, you might be scared whether you want to change your career to be a real estate agent or you want to be an investor investing in a province that you don't know. But what it is, is that, you know, let's hold hands together. Let's form a community. Let's educate ourselves and let's do it anyways, right? Thank you very much. Um, and, and I think this is not from me, so it's not my final question. <laughs> this is a question in the comment section that says, um, so is the cost number college, is it full-time or is it part-time? Uh, it's at your own pace. So it's one course, so I would say that you can do it full-time. You're like me, I juggle 10 things at the same time. So you can do it part-time at your own pace, just study for, honestly, I did my one course, I did it within two weeks. Then I go write the exam. I'm like that. Once I face something, I do. So I think you can do it like that too. So thank you very, very much. We are so, so grateful for. Thank um, you, Andy, and so much for having me. I tell her that she has this sweet thing on her lips that you know when she's talking, she just it just becomes sweet. You know when you try to listen to some people and it's just it's just pleases you when you listen to it yeah you, you you're really i think you're born into this i think you're really really good at this so thank you for having me i met her i haven't met her guys by the way i haven't seen her in real life you know we saw each other on instagram and this is the power of connections right and also trusting that somebody else you know you reach out to them and you know i answer the call right so thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure i i think i i had fun Thank you very much. We are so, so grateful. And um, please make sure that you go and rewatch this video. And if you have any more questions, like I said, she is your number one hot stop. Like I always have, and, and I'm grateful to God for all the, um, all my guests that I've like referred people to. I've never had any bad report from anybody. So I am telling you that Deborah Holmes is Life Matters Analytics certified. So make sure that if you want to run any investment or you want to buy a property or you're coming from Nigeria or whatever part of the world and you want to move to Ontario or you want to have a business in Ontario, please make sure you reach out to her. She will answer your questions. And like she said, maximize that 15 minutes free consult i don't put that, yeah. pay, don't for that. With 15 different questions. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that you maximize it well um and for those that are students and you want to um start looking at what investment like she said as much as it's very good for you to start looking at it make sure that you, you can wait a bit and start putting those that money that you are putting together into some other investment so when you're ready for real estate you know that you are going in hard right and there's a lot of things that's why i created that group because there's private lending opportunities i have you know fifty thousand dollars i'm not in a position to buy right now because maybe i don't have a job i'm a student blah 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 i can invest my money temporarily because some people they see money in their accounts all, all it does is it dwindles and it goes down and down put the money into somebody else and earn interest on it and then you know you know that that money is there you can then start to also for the next uh, capital that you're going to put into it so there's always things to do 
when to join that group we are you know honest and if you guys know that you're not gonna participate please don't join it because we are really i'm really looking for community i'm tired of you know we do this to each other and stuff like that no I, we, we, I want people to share experiences. I want them to share what they know. And I want them to be able to ask questions. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. for Like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, last week we had um, a real tour from Albader and he answered a lot of questions. And like I said, he's, been, he's coming back for part two where he'll be sharing common mistakes first-time home buyers make. So make sure that you join that live. It'll be um, on Friday, this coming Friday, the 26th. And the final show all about real estate. We'll be wrapping up talking about building community, building portfolio, building your investment. Generally, it's not just about one part of the world, but generally across the globe. Please join Mr. Femi Aguda. He was our first guest on the show. He's a realtor also from the city of Chicago um, in the US. And also, I'm going to connect you and Mr. Femi because he wanted to... We're connected on, on Instagram. Oh, that, that's, oh, that's amazing. So because he wanted to ask a couple of questions about, um, I think he was uh i think he said he had a client that wanted to buy some property here in canada so i'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy that you've already connected <laughs> I'll so please, for that then. okay okay that's amazing so please make sure that you follow um deborah homes on facebook on instagram like i said i'm going to put all the links in the description so that you can follow please make sure you share this video with people like she said um it's important for us to share this information please share the video with this with people make sure that if your friends want to buy property don't audit um i think with this old davido sharing money and um, getting getting money from his friends someone put up a post and said that um you are ailing davido for getting money from his friends and with all the good things he has done but when you see a job opportunity you don't share with your friend that hits yeah. close to home because a lot of people do that they mm -hmm. rather want to be oh i'm the ceo or i'm the only black person or i'm the only nigerian in my office why should you be proud of that why shouldn't you pull your brothers and sisters that you know are qualified mm -hmm. um to join that train so the best the the joy of everybody is that we can see each other at the top and i think yeah. that's what should be our driving force as a community yeah. Yeah. um don't don't go around pulling people down what will you do no <laughs> honestly it wasn't it, it wasn't fun just you know i enjoyed uh my colleagues culture and all of those but i couldn't see myself so it wasn't fun at some points i i i, I didn't like it anymore i was so glad when another nigerian joined me to be honest because now we can sit down we can also speak our own language you know I don't have to wear out traditional outfit. Yeah, traditional outfits. If I don't feel like it, I want to yeah, eat chicken. They don't eat chicken, right? So it's not always good. It's not. It's not fun if you're not if you're walking alone. It's it's boring. It's very very boring, and that's why now I I really want to give back. Thank you very much, Ma. And two things that I will take home from what you said is if you didn't hear what she said is number one, work together as a team, um, as, as a family unit. Um, one thing that I've learned from what she has said is that her, her husband is a great support. So if you're listening wherever you are, you're thinking, oh, you know what? I can do this all by myself. See, 
even the Bible says one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase 10,000. And, and you don't want to struggle everything on your own. So make sure that whatever community you're building, if you're married or you're not married or you have friends that you guys do things together, make sure you work in unity of heart. Like you can break a lot of barriers if you work in unity. And number two is make sure you share information. Do not hold information. Make sure you keep sharing and make sure you educate yourself. Um, I think I wanted to ask you also that do you do you um do you, I, I know you mentioned earlier that you have admins do you have like a mentorship thing that you do separately i just have people that have approached me that you know i'm currently people that i just pick interest in um i always have slots open maybe like you know five people or so that i touch base with regularly and once they graduate and i take me all set up people you know just for giving back sake that that's amazing thank you ma okay someone said one millionaire in the middle of poor guys is also a poor man himself so that's, that's right your gang yes that's the truth um you can always learn and please read books read a lot of books um educate yourself listen to the news i'm trying every day to make sure that at least all of us i i, I think i was having a conversation with a friend and the person said we're always watching cnn in our house i said are you in the u.s <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going on in your own country. So I'm learning that habit now to make sure that at least once a day I read or listen to or watch or take uh, take up something that has the Canadian news and I'm able to know what's going on in my environment. For me to shine my light in the environment, I should know about it, right? So yeah, um, sure. we, you should, we should all do that uh, together. So till we see you next week uh, on Friday, yes. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, and make sure you go to Deborah Homes and go like her page and go um, get enough materials on that page. She shares weekly videos that will bless your life. I told you. Don't say I didn't tell you. Um, and if you want to invest, like I said, check the link in her bio and you'll be able to book a consultation. It's simple. You use her Calendly app to just go straight in and book your appointment and just write in description what exactly you want to discuss about. So it kind of helps her to know what um, you're going to be talking about or what you are interested in. So till we see you next time, God bless you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much, ma'am. Bye.